Do you know what the secret is to keep a baby's skin healthy? The secret is a diaper that doesn't leave skin wet. You've heard me talk about Pampers Swaddlers on our podcast many, many times now, and that's because Pampers Swaddlers is the diaper for healthy baby skin. Pampers Swaddlers absorbs wetness better than the leading value brand and provides up to 100% leak-proof skin protection and up to 0% skin irritation. And if you're a fan of Pampers, you've got to check out their new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes, which clean better than Huggies Natural Care and are five times stronger, so they resist tearing during a diaper change. With Free and Gentle, mess meets its match. And if you're like me and you love saving and getting rewarded for something you gotta buy anyway, like diapers, don't forget to download the Pampers Club app today and earn Pampers cash. You can redeem your Pampers cash for exclusive Pampers coupon savings and rewards. Try Swaddlers with new Pampers free and gentle wipes for healthy baby skin. For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to ABG, Asian Boss Girl, a podcast for the modern-day Asian-American woman. I'm Janet. I'm Mel. And I'm Helen. Weddings, a topic I honestly love talking about. In our first season, we talked about our fantasies about our dream wedding, but we realized that there's a new perspective that we didn't talk about, attending a wedding as a guest. I feel like the wave of weddings has just begun for me and I'm learning a lot. Yes, I've had my fair share of attending many weddings of close friends and family. And depending on the type of wedding, uh, there are lots of different traditions and unspoken things that, you know, you kind of need to know as a guest. Everything from how much to gift to, you know, what are the protocols around bringing a plus one to what you should expect when you're attending the wedding. I agree. And although this might be different for every bride and groom, you always want to fall within a certain range of what's expected. And now that we are in our 30s and have attended a fair amount of weddings from our friends, we've gotten a good sense of what that range looks like. So for this episode, we will walk through tips we've learned about attending weddings as a guest and in the spirit of the returning wedding season, share some fun stories of attending weddings too. So to give some people context, how many weddings have you each attended? Oof, honestly, it's hard to count because I did go to a lot of weddings as a kid, seeing aunts and uncles and the older generation get married, which were mostly like Chinese banquet style weddings Mm -hmm. and the traditional Chinese tea ceremony type weddings. But as an adult, I think the first wedding I attended might have been my high school volleyball coach. Shout out to Hui if you're listening. But that was a super fun wedding. A lot of my volleyball friends were there and we were definitely hitting up the bars. (laughs) I've also been to my sister's wedding in Hawaii, which I was the maid of honor for. My friend Amy's wedding in Costa Rica. My friend Johnson and Yuri's wedding in Jersey. Cassie Ho, Blogilates, her wedding. She had a gorgeous wedding in Palm Springs. And we've been to a handful of close friends' weddings in Boston, in LA, in the Bay. Um, And I also went to my first boyfriend's wedding in Toronto, which I attended with Philip, which is pretty funny. Wow, interesting full circle (laughs) experience. But that was a very good time. So I would say that I've been to a solid, like, maybe like 20 plus weddings. Damn, that's a lot. 20 plus weddings? I think so, yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's like looking at the list of these weddings plus the ones that were in Boston and LA that I haven't listed out, I think probably about 20. Damn, that's a lot. Oh my gosh. (laughs) We're learning a lot from you today. Yeah. Um, I I think I've attended about like 11 and I didn't count the ones from childhood because I don't... Mm. I don't really remember if I attended when I was kids, like, you know, like family, friends and stuff. Mm -hmm. But in terms of people my age, um, I would say about 11. And six of those I was in as either a bridesmaid or a maid of honor. Um, And they've they've spanned everywhere from – it sounds like, Helen, you've been to a lot of, like, destination weddings. Mm -hmm. Um, Mine have spanned mostly around the California area. And sometimes they were, like – um, like beachfront and then others that were in people's backyards in their homes. So it's been kind of a spread and a variety. Um, and I'm looking at my, my list and I'm like, it's always I'm invited on the side of the bride. I don't know if I've ever mm. been invited to a wedding where like 
I was on the side of the groom. So, um, I don't know. I guess I don't have too many guy friends. <laughs> the upcoming wedding that we're going to. Yes, actually, yeah. no. Yeah, actually, he's my first one that is like, I'm a, he's a guy friend that's getting married. Nice. So I guess, yeah, I don't have too many super close guy friends. And the ones I do have, they're not married yet. And mm. same with family. Like my cousins are, none of them have gotten married yet who are guys. Um, but yeah, how about you, Mel? Dang, you both have gone to a lot of weddings. Wow. Sorry. I I'm feel like in- you went to a lot of weddings this year. Yeah, yeah I know. You had, <laughs> I just found I had to, I have going to another wedding next in two months i'm like what um <laughs> i've been to a total of six weddings um I, but i will say that uh maybe a half of them were more like my close maybe like my close friends versus like the other ones are like a family friend and i think similarly to um janet mostly on the bride side mm-hmm. but i feel like it's actually my kind of like this year has been like my first like wave of like my really really close friends weddings like this year i was also in two weddings and then i went i attended two weddings as well so um, I think I'm learning a lot of the different etiquettes like still mm. even as like a fresh I know six sounds like kind of like a lot but to be honest I don't think it is so I'm gonna learn a lot from today's conversation just hearing both your guys' stories of attending wedding so so far only six seven after October because my cousin's getting married oh yeah. nice actually now that I think about it I think one of the reasons why I've attended so many weddings is because I attended a lot of Philip's friends' weddings, and he's attended a lot of my friends' weddings. So these are friends that I probably wouldn't have gone to weddings for, but they've all—they're all getting married around this time. So I've Mm. probably been to like three to five of his friends' weddings, Mm. and that wouldn't have been part of my list. But oh, that's true. That's true. Actually, Mel. So have all of your weddings been like you were invited versus you were taken as a plus one? I was invited. Yeah, Yeah, I actually, I don't think I've ever been a plus one to a wedding. Wait, I was only one. I was my uncle's plus one. Aw, so sweet. For what wedding? Uh, One of his coworkers in Malibu. Um, Dang, that's a nice... I nice know. Mungo's like one of my good friends, so it's not like, why are you going on some weird? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, yeah, that, yeah. that sounded okay to us, but I'm sure there are people out there that are like, wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> um, my uncle's also gay, so it's also, we have, this, like, we have a really cool like relationship. Yeah, yeah. Well, according to The Knot, here are some tips and some wedding guest etiquette to follow. Um, and I will list out three of them. One is to RSVP ASAP. Two is to be mindful of your cell phone. Don't block the aisle during photos. And three is to arrive early. I mean, have you ladies ever arrived late or had someone arrive late to a wedding you were attending? Um, so I was trying to think back and I don't think I've ever arrived late to a wedding. Um, or if I have, it was like right before mm. like there was like a major cutoff time. Like I've never like walked in when the bride and groom are already like, you know, at down mm-hmm. the aisle or doing the thing. But mm-hmm. I have noticed that when I've attended – um, especially if you have family there, a lot of times like um, older people might arrive a little later or mm. people with kids mm. if they allow kids at the wedding. So there was actually when I attended uh, my cousin Daphne's wedding, um, our cousin Stacy had her baby was only like a couple months and their wedding was like in this kind of like vineyard thing and you had to like take a shuttle in. So they were a little late, you know, yeah. but in the back. But yeah, I think mostly it's only I've only noticed when they're kids and if they're older and the general etiquette is you just kind of like stay in the back. You mm-hmm, don't want to mm-hmm. disrupt the ceremony, right? Mm-hmm. So sometimes things happen. You don't want to be late, but if it happens, you can just like try to not draw attention away from the ceremony. Yeah, no, that's a good point. Um, I'll be honest. I have I have arrived late once and I felt really bad about it. Uh, I didn't, I don't think I allocated enough time, but I arrived, it was at the church. So I just caught it when she was walking down the aisle, but oh. I did, I know I was, I was like, I felt so bad. Wait, but, hold on, time out. So you trailed her? Like you trailed no. behind her? No. <laughs> <laughs> Here it comes, no, right? And no. Might as well just pick up her dress and start right. helping her out. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I just, I whispered to her, like, you look really, I was like, Mal, like, you look really pretty. And I waited until, like, she was d- down the aisle. And mm. then when, like, they were doing, like, please be seated, whatever, mm. I, I went from the side. So no one saw me. Okay, okay. So no one saw me sneak in. Yeah. But I will say that's a horrible thing as a guest to arrive late. But I will say that there's one time I always remember this instance my aunt Christy was getting married and she got married also at a, at a like a vineyard and it's the ceremony it's like when someone's late you know someone's late because you have to walk all, all the way across to where the ceremony was taking place you hear all the footsteps and stuff and the mm. stairs coming down the wooden stairs and so they were in the middle of the ceremony and my other uncle arrives late with his kids but things instead of waiting in the back they start they like walked hella loud to the seats and I'm just like mm. 
oh shit like you guys do you guys see the look on like my other my, aunt, my uncle steve's who's my aunt christy's younger brother or older brother's face is like what the f are you doing like what, what, what you shouldn't be doing this and then i don't know if she revealed this but i remember when we're leaving the ceremony i hear my uncle steve going I'm gonna fucking kill like <laughs> blank name like which is yeah. my uncle. So I was like, ooh. As a kid, I remember like, oh, you shouldn't do that. Like, mm. come running to the ceremony when yeah. you're late. Totally agree with that. I mean, I I guess I'm a little guilty too. <laughs> Wait, so, really? Yeah. Well, so I have been that person that arrived either it was like a little bit later or like right on time, mm. but it was right before the procession started with people walking down the aisle. So we ran into the whole bridal party the bride like was still further away and the groom was still further away but it's the bridal party they were ready to like just start the intros and start walking in but kind of like you mel i think it was like you see the bridal party and then as you're walking in you're like have a good time you know (laughs) like squeeze in but honestly not a good look because when the doors open the doors are already closed (laughs) doors open everyone thinks it's the bride and groom that's about to come out but i'm like nah it's just just me y'all like my bad so definitely definitely arrive early and that's a lesson that i learned and Mm -hmm. have adjusted to to at least arrive like half an hour early yes because on Mm -hmm. the invitation when it says wedding starts at 6 p.m it sometimes actually starts at 6 p.m. Yeah, like, there yeah. is no buffer time. Mm-hmm. And that depends on the, the couple and how they're obviously, you know, planning out their wedding. But I noticed that a lot of times it is actually, it starts, like, at the time that it mm-hmm. says. Mm-hmm. So arrive early, build in some buffer time, get there half an hour early and just be seated before everything starts. Yeah. I don't care. What wedding was this that you were late to? Oh, my gosh. I don't remember. It might have been, like, a, like, a, like one of my family friends' mm. weddings at a church. <laughs> So at least it wasn't it wasn't like someone you knew directly too well. Yeah, like yeah. my friends weren't watching and they're like, okay. fucking hell. Yeah. Like, yeah, it was just like random people like, who's this random girl? Yeah. You know, yeah. but it's still, I think it also depends on the venue, right? Like you yeah, were saying, if yeah. you have to walk down a long path to get to mm-hmm. your seat, yeah. know that ahead of time. Yeah. For sure be there ahead of time. And if it's a church and the doors are closed, like that's the worst. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Versus outdoor. I think most of the weddings I've been have been outdoor. So if like family or kids trickling in the back, it's yeah. like, not as noticeable. That's but true. yeah, if the doors are closed, it's kinda like Yeah. <laughs> Surprise! So, so Jay's the only good one that has not yep. no blade. I mean, yep. or I just have a really bad memory because I like trying to remember. Mm. I'm like, I don't think so, but I might have. You just block it out of your I memory. I just block it out, yeah. <laughs> well, luckily for the three of us, hopefully we don't arrive late to each other's wedding. Oh, yeah. hell no. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to hit you side of the head. Yeah. <laughs> so the next topic that is really popular for guests to think about when you're attending a wedding is what to give the bride and the groom. Mm. So... I think if for anyone who's, um, you know, new to weddings, registry is a thing. And I feel like it's becoming like a more old school thing that usually the bride and the groom will have a registry, which means that they will have a list of things or they've registered at a a department store in the past. It's been when they want like home goods, because in the past, it's like the bride and groom get married and then they buy a home together and then they need to furnish the home. So Mm -hmm. they're usually like gifting them things to start their life together. Um, And the registry would be like, you know, uh, at a store of like the different home goods that they would want. Mm -hmm. But nowadays I feel like it's becoming more popular for people to like get like a honeymoon fund that you can donate money to or whatever Mm -hmm. it is. Mm -hmm. Are there any like interesting other gifting type of situations that you guys have seen throughout the weddings you've attended? No, I mean, I only attended a few, but... Yes, honeymoon fund I see a lot now. And then you do it actually on their website. Mm-hmm. But one thing I will note is that sometimes you forget. Like people will forget like, oh, don't forget to go on their website versus like I think other places have like a money box or like mm. a place that you just you a table to put the gifts on. Yeah. yeah. Not saying that I forgot. I'm just saying these are like, <laughs> yeah, like Mel, how do you know that? No, I mean, maybe. Uh, well, but, that's actually that's true because in the past people would um, like physically bring the gift. Exactly. And yeah. now if because everything's online, you don't really. Yeah. There's not really a way to track. Yeah. I definitely I feel like all the weddings I've been to have asked mostly for a fund. But to be honest, I think most because most of the brides they're both Asian American, especially like Taiwanese American. So I actually always gifted red envelopes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I'm just like, here's a red Chinese. I was I just always have red red envelopes on hand now. Like I haven't mm-hmm. gifted anything else, like a physical yeah, card yeah. besides that. Hmm. How much do you normally give in your red envelopes? Okay, so that's the thing. I 
I would love to learn from you both. Like, I mm. heard the minimum you should always give is $100 as one person. Mm. Like, if you're coming with a plus one, then you increase it. But also, I heard it also depends on, like, I guess the venue, but I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I would say that $100 is usually a good rule of thumb, and you can kind of increase or decrease it from there based on how close you are mm. to the bride and groom. Um, but if I, I know for like Chinese weddings, they usually like to end on the number eight or nine. Oh. So eight representing fortune and nine symbolizing long lasting in no. Chinese culture, which is a popular number for, for weddings. So you either do like 108 or 118 oh. or 199 oh. yeah, or something yeah. like that. Um, but I think in general, the amount that you give is supposed to cover the cost of your dinner mm-hmm. and your guest dinner. So if you bring a guest, you should be gifting on their behalf also, basically oh. doubling what you would normally give just for yourself. So think about how much your dinner costs. And obviously, you don't know like how much the wedding costs, yeah, how much the dinner yeah. costs. But I think $100 is usually a good rule of thumb. I know when we were planning out our wedding, I was like, $100 is not going to cover this wedding. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah. But, you know, good thing we didn't have that wedding. Yeah. Actually, that is something, uh, so the the rule of thumb that I've also heard is how much it costs to cover your head. But yeah, nowadays, like weddings, weddings have increased in cost so much yeah. since when we were younger. And I heard that $100 value back when I was like just graduated from college. So like mm. now I'm like, I don't know how much it is to cover a guest. It's yeah. probably upwards of 200 That's per yeah. person. Yeah. Um, so maybe people, I don't know if, if people out there have any updates on what is like protocol, but from our understanding, our practice, it's generally been about $100 per head, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And then. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you have a date or a plus one. Actually, I'm curious. How, so when you've been a plus one to the wedding, like, do you pay for that? Or is yeah, it your, yeah. or like, or do you pay for like $50 and then your your date who asks you cover 50 or they pay for all of it because they invited yes, you? True. They like, pay for all of it for because that? they invited. And every time uh, I've invited Philip, I pay for For his, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, it doesn't make sense for me to say, hey, can you pay for my friends, to attend my friend's wedding? Mm. I guess I could, right? But I think just, I guess, with our relationship and what we like the silent agreement between us yeah it's just more like we'll cover you because we're already paying it out of pocket yes so we'll just cover your costs as well or there will be like one card from the two of us and i'll just say hey can Mm. you sign this too and then i'll add the money in there Mm. and then give it to them yeah but i think if you're bringing like a friend who just wants to go to the wedding i could see how they would maybe offer to pay pay for for the gift their gift yeah yeah, for attending good to know yeah Yeah, i think also like um in terms of gifting i would say it also depends on if you're if you're a part of the wedding party or not, that also gets a little bit. I've had Mel came to me with the question of like, if I'm a bridesmaid, like what is the protocol for for what I should give to the bride and groom, right? Um, I think it's probably different for everyone, but from my experience, like when I've been in a wedding where I was there, it was like a very small, intimate wedding, and I was only myself and another uh, girl who were the co-maid of honors. And so, because the two of us had done all of the other kind of like bridal um, ceremonies mm-hmm. and different traditions, that was our gift to her, mm-hmm. and I didn't. There was no additional gift. But then mm-hmm. I've also been a bridesmaid where like. Um, maybe the bridesmaids together will gift the bride something like they'll collect mm-hmm. together or if it's a really good friend I might give extra as well so yeah. I think it's that one's a kind of a tricky there's not really a protocol with that that might I just agree. depend on your relationship with the bride yeah. I don't know how about you I, agree. I think yeah. well I've only been a maid of honor once for my sister so for that wedding I was like I'm gonna Hawaii for you I'm going to like yeah. Mexico for your bachelor party I'm not paying you for a gift for you. And yeah, that was just like a, that was my gift. That, yeah, and do all those things it, and go. back then I think I was still in, was I still in college? I mean, I was probably oh, so like, yeah, just, yeah, it's different no, 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 I was just younger I was sister out of college. Yeah, 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 exactly. So I was, so she was like, yeah, don't, and she she was the one that told me, she's mm. like, Helen, don't, don't get me anything. You're, just you being here and doing all this stuff for me yeah. is enough. So I think it totally depends on your relationship with the bride and also get a gauge of what the other bridal party members are doing mm-hmm. and kind of use that as an example I would say yeah that's true these are great answers I'm just I'm not learning because <laughs> I think you know entering the bridal season or like the wedding season as a bridesmaid or as a guest these are things you just don't really know about yeah like I hear ask my parents but it's a very different time from them you know mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, speaking of you know like attending weddings we had to talk about the plus one rule Oof. like I remember when Helen got engaged I was like What's your rule, huh? Yeah. <laughs> she was like, she looked at me and Janet at the time. We're actually we're still single. You're single as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> she was like, you both don't get a plus one. <laughs> so like, yeah. What are your like? What are your thoughts about it? Like, what did you hear about this rule? 
Yeah, I mean, plus ones are definitely an interesting thing to navigate. Mm -hmm. Whether you're a guest and you're not given a plus one, even though you have someone that you want to bring and you want to ask for one, or you are a bride and groom, which is something that Philip and I had to experience as we were drafting up our guest list and trying Mm -hmm. to figure out who was invited or not as part of, I think we had about like 180 to 200 for our guest limit. So on these two occasions, starting with the former, there have definitely been times that, you know, Philip has asked for a plus one when we were just starting to become serious in dating. Mm. And I don't fault the friend who didn't give him a plus one because Mm. I hadn't met them before or, you know, I was not that significant of a person in his life yet. Mm -hmm. So it made sense that they didn't give me a plus one. But each time, you know, Philip would have asked in a way where it's like, hey, if anyone can't make your mm. wedding in RSVPs, mm. would it be okay if I brought Helen? Very simple and addressing mm. it in a way where it's clear that their main guest list takes priority, mm. right? And That's a good way. Like, mm. I think 95% of the time, someone couldn't make it mm-hmm. and I was able to attend. Oh. So, mm. yeah. So I think it's okay to ask for plus ones as long as you are being cognizant that this person is not on the RSVP list yeah, and if anyone yeah. drops out, they need to fill that head too, right? Yeah, for the dinner yeah. table. So they also want to fill up their list as yeah, much as yeah. possible. And you will bring an extra gift. So it's kind of like a exactly. win-win for everyone. That's true. Yeah. I never thought you could ask. But the way Phil asked was very polite. Yeah. Or it yeah. makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. yeah there's yeah. definitely a technique to it. Um, but for the second part of what I mentioned about creating a guest list and offering plus ones, I mean, man, when you create a guest list, mm. you feel like you have so much false power over your friends. <laughs> like, I am like, I'm going to dictate how important your your fling thing is yeah. to me, you know? Um, and I, yes, remember drafting up my, our guest list and I literally said to Mel and Janet and a lot of my close friends, I said, hey, if you find a girlfriend or boyfriend by March, and this was maybe like six months prior to mm-hmm. our original wedding date, you're not going to get a plus one. <laughs> and if your relationship is not defined, you're not getting a plus one. <laughs> and if you haven't had the DTR yeah. combo. Yep, you need to have the DTR combo first. And if I've only met your significant other once in mm. passing and didn't form a real relationship with them and you've been dating them for less than a year, you're not getting a plus one. So those are sort of my like hard and fast rules. Not because I'm an asshole, but <laughs> it's because with like 180 to 200 people, if you think about it, that sounds like a lot of people, but our family members already took up 75, mm-hmm. which left mm-hmm. us with 125 guests. And we had the bridal party, which took up like 10 to 12. And then we had my Boston friends, Phillips Bay Area friends, our collective LA friends, our work friends, and some like maybes and post invites as well. But thinking about all of that, you really don't have room for all of these people to bring plus ones. I agree. Right? So it, it, yeah, it fills up, the, the guest list fills up very quickly and not everyone can get plus ones. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my personal experience with plus ones, um, I wouldn't know. I've never <laughs> had a plus one when I was either invited to or in a wedding. Mm-hmm. But th- when I think about it, I've probably been invited to some like smaller, more personal weddings where if I wasn't dating anyone, I didn't necessarily want to bring anyone yep. because for, for some of these ceremonies they were more intimate and like smaller mm-hmm. and it's like if they already knew the people they would have already been invited mm-hmm. and if I bring someone extra in it wasn't it wasn't that kind of a ceremony yeah. or like um, mm-hmm. event um, but I have heard these rules around like um, how do you like what is the definition of someone dating someone especially if you have a bigger wedding and you're inviting people that you don't maybe they're friends that you haven't seen that often right but like you're really close still or like family friends and if they're dating someone you haven't met them and I've heard these like rules around like oh they had to have been in a relationship for like a minimum of six months yeah. or like mm-hmm. a year um, but I do think at the end of the day it's probably dependent on your relationship with the bride and the groom and the bride and the groom hosting the wedding it's, I feel like if you're like close with everyone that you're inviting guest-wise, it's it's your day, right? Yeah. And so I feel like if they have met your significant other and it's a moment that they would share with them, it would be okay. Mm-hmm. But otherwise, I don't think it quite makes sense. Yeah. I don't know. I've never been put in the position where I wanted to bring someone and I couldn't. But I, I like the, the tip of like, if I did start seeing someone and um, I was in a situation where I was, give, was not given a plus one, I think a good approach is to ask the bride and the groom if they have, like, hey, if there are extras, mm-hmm. not, you know, like not imposing it all, but if there are, like, mm-hmm. you know, that would be nice. But yeah, I don't know. What is your experience with plus ones, Mel? I actually been really lucky that 
two of the weddings I've attended, I never asked for a plus one, but they've given it to me. Mm-hmm. I think because I had a close relationship with the bride. Mm-hmm. One of my first few weddings, I was dating someone at the time, and that whole wedding actually expedited, I think, our relationship too. And she was like, yeah, you're more than welcome to bring him. I know you're dating Oh, someone. I remember. You yeah. Guys went to, you invited him to a wedding when it was like within a month, Two right? months two of months, dating. Yeah. Who was this? It was one... Blew it, it up. The guy I talked about on the podcast when I, we broke, we had a relationship and then we broke out through the podcast. All in one season. I brought him to a wedding and he didn't really know anyone, but like whether it's a kindness of her heart, she's probably listening. Hi, Leanne. Thanks for inviting me to your wedding. <laughs> I think she either one gave, gave it to me because she's like, I know you haven't seen these people in a very long time, mm-hmm. so I might feel uncomfortable. So I want you to feel comfortable at my wedding. Oh, that's, so oh, that's she, a good yeah. thing to think Super about. Super thoughtful, yeah, like yeah. making sure that, I think she wanted everyone to have a good experience. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or two, she was like, yeah, but like I want you to bring someone. I was like, oh, okay. So then yeah that was interesting i just actually see that so if if you if you were cost conscious as like a couple or if you just had a lot of people to invite and even though you're the person is like been dating someone for a while but if they're going to be no everyone at the wedding then i feel like they should understand they can't bring plus one you know yeah, what I mean? yeah no i totally yeah, yeah. agree i think it's also like oh if they know everyone, everyone. yeah yeah, yeah. even if, if it's like they're like oh i've been in a relationship but it's like look we really like we're trying to keep our wedding or like the attendance within check and we want to invite other people you know, it's like a limit for the bride and the groom. Mm-hmm. Right. Then as long as they're having, they have people to be around. Yeah. yeah. I think it depends on like the bride and groom. Like, mm. I I feel like if I'm thinking about myself, I was a bride. I'm like, yeah, I, I would definitely have a rule like how long you've been dating because just like, if I'm being selfish, it's my day or our day, me and my husband's. I'm going to have photos I look back on. I'm like, who was that? It's like, oh, <laughs> yeah, I was, yeah, yeah. oh, they broke up. It's kind of, there might be that situation, mm-hmm. but like, yeah. I also understand if, like, I have, have a, let's say, I have a really close coworker that I really, I'm like, I really love, and she might feel awkward without bringing a plus one. I might yeah, give her yeah. a plus one. Be like, I want you to enjoy it because yeah. she'll be she'll be bored. Yeah. yeah, I was actually talking to one of my friends back home recently, and he was telling me how there was this random plus one that made its his way into every single photo. And <gasps> oh, that's a little. <laughs> and they were just like, "Why is he like ruining you know their mm. high school friendship moments with this like random guy that's literally in the middle of every single photo?" Oh no, and he was just a plus one. So I think with that, it's it is kind of necessary to be selective with your plus ones. And yes, like you were saying, Janet, if it's it's the bride and groom's day you know like invite the people that you want to invite and don't invite the plus ones if you don't feel like it yeah yeah i actually didn't think about that monitoring yeah plus ones opens it up if you don't know the plus one to people who you could be like wild cards at your wedding which you mean not want that's true but yeah i guess another rule is like if you're not asking like the way phil did like if you have extras I used to think, like, I hear so many stories, too, of, like, like me, one of my friends, she recently got married. She was like, oh, yeah, Blank asked me for a plus one. And I, and I was like, wait, does he not know the protocol to not ask for that? Like, he just blunt, point blank asked for it. Mm. And I was like, uh. I know there are quite, there are, I've heard from friends who are single that there's this debate of feeling like they're being biased against, right? Like, if, you, oh. if they just assume that, like, I, I don't get a plus one or whatever. But I, I would say it's always better to err on the side of if you are attending their event, respect the desires of the bride yeah. and groom. Mm-hmm. And also it is totally okay to ask for a plus one, but do it in a manner where you're, like, showing that you prioritize their desires first, like agreed. their guest list. Agreed, agreed. Man. So many details going into attending weddings as a guest. <laughs> Do you know what the secret is to keep a baby's skin healthy? The secret is a diaper that doesn't leave skin wet. You've heard me talk about Pampers Swathers on our podcast many, many times now, and that's because Pampers Swathers is the diaper for healthy baby skin. Pampers Swaddlers absorbs wetness better than a leading value brand and provides up to 100% leak-proof skin protection and up to 0% skin irritation. And if you're a fan of Pampers, you've got to check out their new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes, which clean better than Huggies Natural Care and are five times stronger, so they resist tearing during a diaper change. With Free and Gentle, mess meets its match. And if you're like me and you love saving and getting rewarded for something you gotta buy anyway, like diapers, don't forget to download the Pampers Club app today and earn Pampers cash. You can redeem your Pampers cash for exclusive Pampers coupon savings and rewards. Try Swaddlers with new Pampers free and gentle wipes for healthy baby skin. For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo Concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Well, what about what you wear to a wedding, mm. your apparel? What do you ladies usually wear? Obviously, no white, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's actually, uh, I think I remember there was an issue in one of the first weddings I was in. Uh, it wasn't even the ceremony, just kind of like the bachelorette party. One of the girls showed up in a white dress. Because we were like literally, I think this was actually before we got into college or like after, right after college. Mm-hmm. We had no idea of protocol. Mm. And that supposedly is a thing. Like you want to avoid the color of white because that is the color the bride is wearing, right? Um, I usually default to the classic black. I think you can never go wrong with like a nice black, uh, either cocktail dress or like a more simple dress. However, I think it depends on the type of ceremony you're going to. I've also been to some more like multicultural weddings. Mm-hmm. So for Indian weddings, they tend to really love bright colors. Mm. Um, and uh, if you want to also go into the color realm I would also pay attention to what the bride and the groom have chosen as their color Mm -hmm, scheme mm -hmm. and then you can kind of go by that and then there's also the rule of go by seasons if it's more summery wedding you can go for like a summery dress but I don't know what have what have your experiences been um I definitely make sure it's not like you're wearing a clubbing dress to the wedding I think it has to be appropriate because you know the parents are attending some of the some of the weddings are you know taking place in a church Mm -hmm. so for me Mm -hmm. I try to go like the knee or lower in terms mm-hmm. of length. Mm-hmm. That's Just a good. Be, that's a good tip. Yeah, knee or, yeah. or lower. Um, nothing plunging. Like, you know, not not the only thing you should be plunging for is that bouquet. If you're trying to guess that <laughs> later on, but um, I I try to yeah. For me, I kind of like colors. For me, I don't really pay attention to, but I mm. I do. I will notice that. Like, I will note that it is good to if you can find out or if you just are you close with the you know the bridal party or whatever, but. Try not to blend in with the bridesmaids. Cause, oh, like, that would be confusing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. One thing, I did go to a wedding for Cindy's wedding. I was looking at the the uh, like the guests. I'm like, oh my god. I was like, she looks like she's wearing a bride's, like the same color as a bridesmaid. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like, confusing. Yeah, yeah. It, that might be a little, not an issue, but you know, that's one thing. But um, yeah, just be appropriate, I would say. Mm-hmm. And then I also followed the dress code. Because I know sometimes, like depending on how formal the wedding is, there's black tie. Mm-hmm. So figuring out what that means. Is it a gown? It's not a spring dress. So like know the difference of that. Um, I think the main thing I just want to emphasize is just be appropriate with what you're wearing. Because I went to a wedding and this girl, I don't know, maybe I just think it's inappropriate. I could be in my, it's my own judgment. She's wearing a floor length dress, but it was see-through on the side, all the way through Ooh. her thigh. She was wearing like underwear underneath and everything, the dress to the floor length was see-through. Wow. So it was a trend, I think a few years ago, but mm. I'm like, you could wear that maybe for like a award show or something like very mm, I see. Yeah. but to a wedding it just feels kind of like weird yeah and everyone was talking about like oh my god you see what that girl's wearing <laughs> yikes yeah, yeah i completely agree with what you ladies are saying and yeah yikes on that i yeah. think i've seen also some like super high slits and i'm like oh, maybe not appropriate when there are kids and yeah like yeah. elders around yeah, exactly <laughs> but agreed that if it's like a black tie event usually what i would wear is like more of a floor length dress mm. so slightly more conservative and yeah if it's like a beach theme like my friend amy's wedding in costa rica which is a super fun wedding um it but it took place on the beach and i dressed wrong for that one so i wore something more sparkly and oh, knee length yeah. but if i could do it again i would probably wear something more floral print and mm. more flowy and light so mm. it really does depend on the kind of wedding that you're going to but keeping things below knee length Mel, like you said is usually good and i would say for the heels this mm. is something that 
through experience, I would recommend. Um, I would recommend getting these little rubber stoppers for your heels. I think they're called soul mates, S-O-L-E mates. Basically, if you're attending an outdoor wedding, Mm. there's a high probability you'll have to walk on grass. And what this little stopper does is it it stops your heel from sinking into the grass or gravel or cobblestone or whatever it is to protect your heels. You can get it off Amazon, but I would highly recommend getting one of those because otherwise... You're gonna you're gonna look a little trippy, yeah. dude. You're gonna be sinking. I mean, that's a. I wish yeah. I had known that one. I've gone to so many where I just like sank into the lawn, dude. <laughs> or like on tiptoes, right? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Just like on your lawn. toes the whole time. Yeah. I was made of honor wearing stilettos a lot. <laughs> oh and then, my goodness. And I was like, I feel like I'm on, I'm like a camp. I'm a, I'm a the stake when that when you when you uh, stake in like a camping tent for a you're tent. Up trash. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So pretty much, I was like walking down the aisle on my tiptoes. Yeah, yeah. yeah and then yeah. once I got there, I was like, f. I, I just sank in. <laughs> Good note, though. So as we talked about with weddings, especially for us coming from an Asian-American background, have you both been to weddings where there were like non-American cultural components and traditions? Um, And did you learn anything in particular that was like different than kind of the traditional American wedding? Yeah. So I think my first ever wedding I attended was when I was seven in Taiwan. It was for my uncle and auntie. Taiwan wedding. Yeah. And it was very... Chinese tea ceremony. It was like the, I think the first time I had any like exposure to that type of wedding, and mm. ever since then I actually haven't. But I remember like I was a flower girl, and I had to like go in this car with my uncle, the groom, to like my auntie's house, and like you know like he had to drink this tea or like something something with this. There's a bowl or something. I was really young, I don't remember. But he wasn't supposed to eat. I think there was tongue urine or something inside mm. the soup. He wasn't supposed to eat it, but just sip the soup. And there's a video of him like spitting it out. He's like, they're like, no, you're not. You're not supposed to do that. Because mm. my uncle also didn't know the like mm. the uh, the traditions as well. But they did a tea ceremony, and it was my first time attending like a. It felt like a street feast. Like mm. afterwards, we picked up the bride, then we drove like an hour into like the countryside, and then there's like a bunch of like tents set up and like fifty tables that with plastic uh, coverings. Everyone had like, plastic bowls. Like damn, oh, plastic. Sorry, um, but and I remember asking my uncle, I was like, "Do you know anyone?" He's like, "I don't know forty of these tables." So like, it's oh, like wow. my great grandpa invited the whole city, yeah, like, the whole town out yeah, for the yeah. wedding. So it's like really cool to see you. Like, oh, this is like something I used to see in the movies, and in the back you see this gigantic walk with all this food. Yeah. So they'll serve the food, and like you know, little traditions like you know, the bride and groom have to go to every table, acknowledge everyone, and take a mm. sip of the of the alcohol, and um. There's always an outfit change for the bride. So my aunt changed out from the white wedding dress to like a red, just a red sparkly dress. Mm. And as the guests exit the wedding, and they also the guests, by the way, are dressed in like trousers and like a polo shirt. Like, oh, it's plus, oh. like the countryside? Kind of. Everything's yeah, yeah. very casual, maybe old school. Yeah. And then they would um, give out candies mm. and they'll stand outside with like a new change of outfit and candy. So I was like, mm. oh, that's like my first time kind of attending like a very like traditional Asian, maybe Chinese, Taiwanese type of wedding. Mm. So that's only... When I went to. So interesting. That sounds yeah. so I want to see pictures of that. That sounds yeah. amazing. I could probably find they have a video. Yeah. And then some photos. I want to see the video of him spitting out the tongue. <laughs> I, <just laughs> I had that too. I actually have that. <laughs> uh, for me, I would say the only other wedding that I've been to that I can think of that are non like American Western traditional are Chinese traditional weddings, mm-hmm. similar similar to Mel. And honestly, I think we could do like a whole other episode on just what is involved in Chinese tea ceremony. Mm-hmm traditional weddings there are so many traditions that go into it and obviously i've had one as well a tea ceremony but i didn't do the whole day i just did the tea ceremony due to covid so i just had some family members over and we mainly just did the tea ceremony but you usually have like the door games i don't Mm. know if you've heard this door games where the groomsmen have to play these silly games and pay their way to show the bridesmaids that they're worthy enough of getting the bride out of the room so you do all these like I, i guess the games have elevated to become a little bit more modern because I remember mm. when Annie, my sister, and her now husband Ray were getting married, they would have like tissue boxes on their butts and they had to like shake out ping pong balls oh. and you know eat like weird foods and stuff like that. Yeah, I did Mer- a tissue box at a bachelor party. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so they had to wear like these huge diapers and, and like sing and dance and 
just like silly silly games to try and show that they will fight for the bride or something mm-hmm. like that. And so the bride's just sitting in her room, just laughing at whatever's going on. Um, but there's also this like transfer going from the bride's house to the groom's house, mm-hmm. which signifies the transfer of the daughter leaving her family. There's the combing of the hair. There's babies jumping on the bed for fertility. Aww. And lots of like just traditional things like that. Eating certain foods on the day of and making an offering to your ancestors before everything takes place and the guests come come over to the house. Sorry, I'm laughing so hard because as Helen's saying like, oh yeah, I'm doing a lot of offerings. I just remember Phil's Instagram story. He showed the offering. He's like, my ancestors about to be hella happy today. <laughs> that was hella funny. So yeah, so Philip actually has never experienced a tea ceremony before. So he was kind of just like going with whatever my parents and I like told him to do. So we did have this huge offering for our ancestors. And Philip's like, yeah, ancestors going to eat good tonight. I'm like, are you doing Instagram stories right now during the middle of our like ancestral offering? Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, it's it. It's fun. <laughs> and then, you know, when it comes to, like, the Chinese banquet, mm-hmm. the freaking best food. I honestly, there's a part of me that was like, oh, when I get married, I want to have it in, like, a modern, nice location. But I want to have the Chinese 8 to 10 course mm-hmm. meal delivered. Because mm-hmm. it starts with, like, the cold appetizer plate with the jellyfish, which mm-hmm. I freaking love. And then there's usually the shark fin soup, but, oh. you know. I think that's illegal now. So it's like fish maw soup with crab meat and fish symbolizes fertility and abundance. Mm. And there's other dishes like chicken, pigeon, noodles and rice. Mm. And usually it ends with like red bean soup or the white tapioca taro Mm. soup. Um, And of course, like Chinese cake. Right. And also a lot of Hennessy, a lot of wine, a lot of drunk dancing. And it's just like such a fun time dude that sounds hella fun chinese banquets are so fun have you ladies attended a chinese banquet in the states i actually did that you're jogging my memory because of my aunt christy got married she did an american wedding a traditional wedding and then a chinese banquet and she Mm -hmm. like i guess like there was like a stage and like the like elders had to sit there like certain people that represent like very close elders in her life or something and Mm -hmm. then she hired like lion dance light lion lion dancing dancing. yeah yeah so then with the with the gongs and shit. Yeah, yeah. But then they came in and performed. Yeah, and yeah. there's usually a lot of like fun games that are played too mm, during yeah. the Chinese banquet, um, including like you know going up the dress. I know this is like an oh, American yeah, tradition yeah, yeah, too, yeah, but yeah. going up the dress to get the the garter. The garter and, yeah, oh, you know shit. tossing it. But it gets it gets. I remember when I was a kid, I was like, "This is raunchy." Yeah, <laughs> like, what yeah. Am I yeah. Doing For, up there, to be around family and like grandmas and yeah, <laughs> babies. Yeah. And, oh my god, I had this other memory just kind of freaking flooding back. <laughs> So I went to my mom's wedding with my stepdad. Oh, yeah. And it was a Chinese banquet. And there's a... Oh, God. There's this game they play where, like, he had to get the bun. She had to get the bun from, like, his jacket to the to the leg. Oh, yeah, And navigate yeah, yeah. the bun. And I was like, what the hell is my mom doing yeah. out there? <laughs> that yeah. was interesting to watch. Mm-hmm. Wait, without hands, right? I think she either was blindfolded or, like... Yeah, or there's something, something like that. that made it more sexual. Wow. <laughs> but... <laughs> oh, God, mom. Yeah. <laughs> How about for you, Jay? My cousin... Uh, Stacy also had she had like a um, like a Western ceremony and then separate from that I think it might have been two nights or maybe even a week before her wedding they did a Chinese banquet and mm. that was kind of like she married her husband is Japanese so um, I think they did more kind of like a Western culture for the main ceremony but my my uncle really wanted to have a something for like the Chinese family and to invite his friends so they rented I think it was like a place in Monterey Park like a Chinese uh, restaurant because a lot of them will have the set menus mm-hmm. and we didn't have like games or garter games games and things like that but our family is just really big on food mm. and the booze so there was mm-hmm. plenty of honesty there was plenty of wine there's plenty of like cheersing and kind of just like like welcoming them to the family and oh, having the two nice. families become one and then just like yeah tons of the the traditional um dishes coming out and stuff like that but the first wedding that i actually ever attended was uh a catholic slash vietnamese wedding Mm. and this stood out to me because if anyone has attended a catholic wedding you know that the part that takes part in the church is super long they have like lots of things that they read through and you're constantly the whole um all the attendees are constantly like i think like getting on your knees in prayer and then coming back up and then getting on your knees in prayer and i was like i didn't grow up religious i had no idea what's happening i was also in this wedding i was a bridesmaid oh, <laughs> so wow. I, was just, I was just in the front row and i was just like i don't know what's going on everyone's going down their knees and then now we're standing yeah. <laughs> so and they have a lot of like rituals around mm. like burning candles and um and smashing different things i think uh so the the girl who was my friend she's vietnamese catholic and her husband is um 
um, Hispanic Catholic. So the traditional part in the in the um, in the church was very. I think it was like a couple hours. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then afterwards, because of the Vietnamese uh, culture influence, they had kind of like the the Asian banquet. Mm. So I remember the bride and the groom. Like they were up at like maybe five or six in the morning, and you go through like three to four hours, and she's standing there in her heavy dress for like three hours during the ceremony, like kneeling and standing up, kneeling and standing with candles burning, and then they go straight into this like seven course like Asian you know banquet setting where they have to go to every single table and cheers and drink. Oh gosh! By the end of the night, she was like, have she her and her husband were downing um like twenty four hour like uh, <sighs> energy drinks and yeah. Red Bulls and stuff and yeah. and and then they went straight to their honeymoon onto the flight. Wow. <laughs> oh my god! So uh, but that was an interesting one where I felt like there was a strong religious component and then a strong cultural component mm-hmm. and to see how that plays out because all the people that are attending were both her family Vietnamese their their mutual school friends who are like us like some white people some like Indian people some like Asian American people and then his family like white and Hispanic so it was just like all of these mix of people going from like these some of the ceremonies that they're used to and other you know traditions that they have like no idea what's happening (laughs) um but but I I think that would be kind of one style where I've been to a lot of blended Mm -hmm. uh either Vietnamese or one of my friends is Cambodian but there always is like they kind of fuse together Mm. the western approach and oftentimes they'll bring in Asian elements with either the bride like her dress that she's wearing Mm -hmm. is um traditional of of like either my friend did her like traditional Cambodian um, um outfit and then um, uh, I think for them it's also finding like whoever is marrying them someone who speaks both English and the, mm-hmm, and the general mm-hmm. the, the native language mm-hmm. um, and then I, my other friend who is Vietnamese she did a western um, like gown but then for the for the when they changed into her second dress that was the Vietnamese kind of thing and she did it was a little bit more westernized like with gold coloring and things yeah. like that but I just I find it really interesting that a lot of there's just so many different ways now that people of our generation incorporate their culture mm-hmm. and then mix it in with like kind of the Americanized way of doing things mm-hmm. I've also had friends who did an Indian wedding most recently one that I was a part of for my good friend Drashti and those are like four or five day events um, and it's interesting to see how they modernize those as well for example there was this one ceremony where usually the groom comes in it's kind of like maybe the equivalent for Chinese like the tea ceremony where he's coming to the bride so he's supposed to be coming to pick up the bride I don't know if it's picking up the bride or making an entrance but traditionally he's on an elephant yeah and um you know pre-covid that was their plan and I, I've been to a some where you know the the bride and groom will rent an elephant he rides in but How do they're you modernized rent an elephant I guess zoos, or I'm not what? sure. I'm not sure how, like, I think, I mean, maybe also Orange County does have a pretty large Indian population, so I wouldn't be surprised if people have created businesses around That's the true. ceremonies and the weddings for I that, right? But okay. yeah, apparently there's a way you can rent an elephant, uh, but also a modern, another way to do it, they rented, like, a really nice car for him to ride mm. in. So he came in in a convertible, I don't know, cars. It was, like, a really nice car, and someone's driving it, and the groom's on the back, like, and even, he was, like, blasting, like, music like 90s music that he loves and so everyone just comes in like dancing with him so yeah there's there's just all these like really beautiful ways that people blend in um their traditional cultures with kind of a more americanized way of doing things dude that sounds dope (laughs) how to rent an elephant in silicon valley forbes prices start at around (gasps) 6500 Yeah, when Indian weddings are like these are they they save up for yeah. their lives because usually these are big events for like the family too. That's it's true. like it's half the people that attend your wedding you don't know them. It's like yeah. all your mom and dad's. Isn't friends. I guess it's like five hundred too. Yeah, usually it's like two to five hundred people. Dang, that sounds like oh, a wow. a fun party though. Expensive. Right? Book. <laughs> I'm. It makes me think about. I mean, I think for Helen, you thought about kind of like it seems like you guys you guys had carried on that like the traditional Chinese tea ceremony and kind of kept it separate and then when you do you've talked about doing like a bigger event do you think you'll want to incorporate like Chinese mm-hmm. influence or maybe keep it really more traditional yeah American? I think I think for our bigger wedding day whenever that will be it, it might just be like a vow renewal or I don't know what we're mm, gonna call it but we yeah. still want to have a gathering because I just feel like we, we still want to do a big gathering just because I think in life, this is one of those once-in-a-lifetime moments. Mm-hmm. And it's just like a, mo- a moment where you can have all of your friends and family together. Like when else would you have that other than maybe like your 50th birthday or yeah. something like that, right? So we still definitely want to do that. Some people might do the Chinese tea ceremony early in the morning. Mm-hmm. So oh. like they wake up at like 4 a.m., get, yeah, yeah. you know, the bride will get their makeup and hair and all that done. And then they'll do the tea ceremony and then they'll go back into hair and makeup to get ready for their like mm. more Americanized or Western wedding, right? Yeah. But I think for me, 
it's nice to have like checked off that box. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so I you think, don't have to. Yeah. yeah, and I think during the wedding, the only part where I'll incorporate the Chinese traditional like ceremony stuff is just when you're going around the tables after the reception, after yeah. everyone's had their dinners, and you cheers the tables. And I'll probably just come out in a like a K-pop chipao, mm. you know, just like all decked out in my red and gold. Yeah, and just cheers people and pretend to drink i think people pretend to drink i don't know how you can cheers everyone and drink the whole night (laughs) but i think that's the only component that Mm. i would incorporate yeah okay So a lot of us have gotten into the habit of eating clean. I know I feel good when I pick up fresh fruits and veggies from the farmer's market and cook the meals myself. But even if you might be eating more clean, ask yourself, are you cleaning more clean? You might not know it, but we may be eating a credit card's worth of plastic each week thanks to the tons and tons of single-use plastic we throw out. Blueland is trying to fix that. Blueland was founded on the belief that a cleaner planet starts at home. The way this process works is that you buy the bottle once and refill it many, many times with no more plastic waste. What I love about this product is that it's simple, it's functional, and you get these cute bottles for the home aesthetics. And most of all, you'll be making a positive impact by cutting out plastic waste without sacrificing clean. Right now, you can get 15% off your first order when you go to blueland.com abg. That's 15% off your first order of any of the Blueland products at blueland.com abg. Blueland.com slash A-B-G. So you kind of went over some rules that we have learned and picked up along the way. We thought it'd be really fun to kind of share our different experiences attending the various weddings we have attended. So ladies, as a guest, what do you look for when you attend a wedding? I think the main thing that I look for is usually just the wedding guests. First, Mm. I feel like the best weddings are weddings where you know people Mm. and you can just have a good time feeling comfortable and focusing on having fun rather than trying to fill up your time warming up to strangers or awkwardly standing in the corner drinking. So usually for me, just when friends are around and there's good company and the music is decent and the dinner is decent, it's for me, that's that's all I really need. I Mm -hmm. think that that makes for a great wedding all around. Mm. How about you, Jay? That's a great answer. I would, I would agree. Probably number one, I didn't think about that, but would be the people. Weddings I've gone to where I know a good amount of people there. Like if I know at least like five to ten people, yeah. I know it's going to be a good time, right? Yeah. Yeah. A good amount of weddings I've gone to where they're like childhood friends, I usually only maybe know like two people. So I was focused more on like like logistically – I usually pay attention to the flow of how things go. Mm. Yeah. (laughs) Me too. Um, And I think maybe because I've attended a lot of like outdoor weddings and weather is varies a lot. And sometimes it's really hot. And Mm -hmm. when things are like stalling or if during like cocktail hour between like if it's not clear where people should be going, what they should be doing, sometimes it feels a little bit like disjoint. I think it just stands out to me when it's not done well. Mm -hmm. But when it's done well, it's not necessarily like a, yeah, it's just like a little detail. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. How about you, Mel? I'm going to give context here and be like, I've been planning my own wedding in my head for <laughs> since I was 10. So I, I'm not saying this to be like, damn, Mel's like a wedding judge or whatever. But I definitely pay attention to details at wedding. And I'm like learning what to do and what not to do. Mm. So with that said, when I go to a wedding, I do pay attention to flow. The general like flow of the day. From like, does a ceremony drag? Is it too long? Are the speeches like how long and dragged mm-hmm. are? They give me too many speeches out. Mm-hmm. So these are things I do pay attention to. And I will say I do pay attention to food. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't have to be horrible. And um, music. I think music kind of helps. Like sometimes with the, for the like the dance floor, like is it all hip hop? Like, mm. you know, is it the vibe? Like I, I also notice that like if you have older people, like my mom made a comment like, oh, I wish I had more music that I could dance to. So mm. like little things like that, I kind of, I do note. So those are some couple things I pay attention to. Yeah, definitely flow. Flow is very, very important. And I agree. Long speeches. Yikes. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Well, as a guest, can you ladies describe the best wedding that you've attended and why? Ooh, I can't choose one, but I will say the ones that stand out to me has nothing to do with the setting, the experience even, or even the people, Mm. like even the bride and the groom. It was the ones where the where they read vows that they wrote to each other, Mm. like in front Mm. of the Mm -hmm. in front of the um 
guests. So, and I've, I've been to a good amount where they just do the traditional, like whatever is like by the book. And I think that's really fine. Cause I think about it. I'm like, would I want to do this in front of a crowd? Maybe not. Like I'd like, I want to share with my future husband, but it might be kind of nerve wracking to have to perform kind of in front yeah, of people. Yeah, yeah. But as an attendee, I will say always, I will cry mm-hmm. if, if they wrote vows to each other and read them. Um, those are always the best experiences for me. Yeah. I don't know. How about you, ladies? I have two that come to mind, and I'll for different reasons. So one is my my childhood neighbor across the street, Samantha. She got married, and it had the best food. Like I'm sorry, like one of the best f- food and like decor. It she did a lot of DIY with her mom, and then she's an only daughter. So her mom put a lot of effort in the DIY. Like they collected wine corks to make this like winery oh. type of wedding, but the food was phenomenal. Like mm. I remember having this like, amazing salad with pears and a fried goat cheese piece. Ooh. I was like, damn. And like, I remember her, like my mom and her mom are pretty close. And she was saying like, Oh, like even the little things she thought about, like when you serve the food, she wanted everyone at the table to be served at once. So mm. there was 10 waiters ready to lift a plate. Mm. I'm like, dang, they like really thought about this. Yeah. Yeah. Cause she's like, I don't want one person waiting with the other person, like all mm. this stuff. The other wedding that really comes to mind is a recent one. It was my really good friend Cindy, who I was a bridesmaid for, and I think with that it wasn't like a specific thing. Just overall, it was a really good night, and I think it's because like again, speeches and vows really just hit it for for you know for me. Like I was the first to bawl and cry. Because I think they incorporated their dad's speeches into the ceremony. And they no. had the dad speak to the couple as part of, as opening to the ceremony. Oh, fuck. I'd be in tears. No. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> I was, my, like, napkin was, like, I was trying to fold as much as I can. It wasn't working. <laughs> um, and I felt like the ceremony didn't drag. The mm. length of the wedding wasn't really long. And once we head to the reception, she literally, you sat down. And then, like, they might, they dance really quickly. But all the speeches went one by, like, really quickly. And every speech was, like, a minute long. And that mm. was it. So I think she got, she pretty much want all the speeches to be done with and then enjoying the rest of the night. Mm. And I don't know, it's because, like, in her wedding, there's a lot of, like, Chinese speakers and English speakers. She hired an MC from our college, oh. actually, who spoke Mandarin and English. Mm. And he did, like, games. So everyone could be involved. Like, felt kind of interactive. Like, they did, like, oh, finished the lyric of this song and there was like a Chinese song or like English song so I feel wow. like a lot of like there was like international mm. guests too so it kind of felt like it wasn't just ratchet music dancing <laughs> and then she ended with music so I thought it was a really intentional way of knowing her crowd mm. yeah so I would say that was a really good wedding oh, I feel like I just like went through her wedding I know that sounds amazing <laughs> that's fun yeah yeah Oh. How about you? Um, I'll say for me that the destination weddings are usually the best overall mm. experience for me. Is that when you jumped in the pool? Oh, that was a great one too. Yes, my friend Amy, Costa Rica, everyone jumped into the pool in our gowns. And it was oh just like my a gosh. crazy end of the day end of the night experience. But that was a really good one. Um, but I would say like destination weddings mainly because you actually feel like you're taking a vacation somewhere mm. and not like, you know, like sometimes weddings are like at five or six or you're leaving your work to like rush to a wedding yeah, and yeah. it just feels like your mindset is not completely there sometimes, mm. but you're just so much more relaxed and focused when it's a destination wedding. I know it's a lot more planning for the bride and groom, but, um, my sister's wedding, that's the one that comes to mind. Yeah. She had her wedding in Hawaii with 80 of her closest friends and family. And then afterwards, she did a traditional Chinese ceremony and banquet with like 200 or 300 people. So she had two separate weddings. Oh, wow. But the Hawaii wedding, it was very special just being her, uh, her maid of honor and mm. seeing how beautiful and happy she was on that oh. day. And I just remember the, the moment of like me and my mom helping her to like tie up her dress and I I don't know I think that was just like a you know how sometimes you just capture moments in your mind and you just just never forget those it just feels like you're there during that time because you remember it so well so that was definitely a moment that I was very grateful for and I felt very close to them and my family throughout that whole trip and like the wedding itself was beautiful we were at the the Moana Surfrider Mm -hmm. in uh, Oahu and everyone was having a blast it was like open bar Mm -hmm. really fun people lots of dancing my dad was dancing and letting loose my uncles and aunts were dancing and drinking a ton and (laughs) and there was only like 80 of us so it felt really tight-knit with fun people and i would say that was probably one of the best weddings that i've been to maybe more so for like the nostalgia part of it and just seeing family and friends like get together and just be so happy and and close Mm. to one another yeah yeah that sounds so nice yeah good job annie yeah (laughs) How about, um, as a guest, what is the worst wedding you have attended and why? Okay. (laughs) It wasn't like, the. I would say overall experience wasn't bad, but um, 
<laughs> I feel bad. Okay. I went to a wedding where I probably, to be honest, I think the food wasn't, the food was really bad. Mm. And I don't, I don't think, I don't think it was like the worst wedding, but that, that component I will note as, ooh, make sure like my food wasn't like that. I think the main thing is because like the salad felt like people, someone just threw it on a plate. Like they took a box of mixed greens <laughs> and just popped it on my plate. It wasn't even like, I'm okay if like it's a messy look, but they did that. And I was like, oh, it's just like, you could tell like there wasn't much thought put into mm. the food. So I think, but I understand like, here's the thing though. Everyone has different budgets when it comes to your wedding. So I'm like, I understand. But I'm just like, ooh. My mom was like, ooh, it's interesting. I was like, yeah. I was like, yeah. <laughs> Sounds like it probably wasn't someone you knew very well, but maybe like one of those like distant family friends wedding that you attended or distant yeah. friend. Or... No comment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was her uncle. <laughs> <laughs> Another thing was for that wedding, I, I think they were doing the best to like make sure like they got everything to ensure a nice wedding, like, open bar. I think everyone wants open bar. Like, mm-hmm. and that's kind of, like, a non-negotiable for a lot of people. But the problem is, no, open bar is really expensive. I know when you were thinking about open bar, you're like, oh, my God, I got to figure out how many people can drink. Oh, we had um, an Excel file of our guest list, and we listed out <laughs> how many drinks we thought each person would drink. And one of our friends, I won't say who, was very offended that we gave him a four. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> like, four drinks. Really? Yeah, because, so we all know this friend, but because he was doing a, like, a sobriety oh. couple of months, and then we were like, oh, by the time it's our wedding, you mentioned that you're going to start drinking again, so we're going to give you a four, and he was, like, very offended by it. <laughs> and then we're like, dude, okay, you want us to bump you to an eight? I don't know. Like, <laughs> I'm just trying to get an average here of how much people can drink, and if it makes sense to have open bar, just to pay for, like, per drink. Yeah, That's yeah. true. But, yeah. That's hella funny. We all know who this person is. <laughs> um, but for them, I think everything, it was open bar, but it was very, like, I feel bad. I feel so bad saying this, but it was, like, very low-grade alcohol. Mm. Like, I don't even know, like, even Jim Beam wasn't on the list. <laughs> I was like, what is this? And I remember drinking it, and literally in an hour, I was hungover. Oh, I was like, yes. why do I feel like shit already? And I was yeah. like, I don't know. Like, I ate the salad mm. and the other thing. <laughs> Maybe that's why. Yeah. yeah. It was just a salad. Yeah. So I think it wasn't, overall, it was not my worst experience at a wedding. I did have a good time, but I was like, ooh, this 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 component was not very good for me. Mm. Mm. So noted, if you are not going to have good food or drink at your wedding, don't invite Mel. Yeah. (laughs) God, I sound like a horrible guest. No, I mean, it's, but it's a real, that's a real perspective of somebody who cares about events and 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 entertaining. Yeah, yeah. And I think food is a big thing for me. But uh, how about you, Helen? Um, So for me, one of the worst moments is kind of something you touched upon earlier, Mel. Um, It was a friend's wedding and it was after the ceremony during the reception oh. which by the way I used to get mixed up or confused all the time mm. like what is the ceremony what's the reception yeah, and yeah, the yeah. way that I've kind of thought about it is that ceremony starts with a C <laughs> and reception starts with an R so the ceremony comes first because C comes before R yeah <laughs> I don't know why it was so hard for me to remember I got you because yeah, it's, it's like they, they all sound good yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know anyone else out there running into that issue let me know so I'm, I know I'm not the only one but in any case at this wedding during the reception the parents were giving a speech and, <laughs> and one of the dads took the mic and this dude thought this was like his one and only chance to shine or something like that because he went on for an uncomfortably long time. I don't even know what he was talking about, but it started to become very irrelevant. I think at one point he was like, future you know, son or daughter of mine, I didn't like you at first, but now I do. And I'm just like, uh okay Ooh. and you can kind of hear the audience just start to murmur and just be like should someone take the mic away from him <laughs> really? like literally got to a point where it's like should someone take the mic away from him so i would say that overall that wedding was nice but that was definitely one of the worst moments that i've experienced in a mm. wedding wait how long was this speech it was freaking long it was like definitely more than five minutes no yeah no he just kept going on and on it it literally you could just hear you know how like it's disrespectful for people to start talking during a speech, but like yeah. people started talking, and I'm just like, <gasps> oh, oh my god! Like, can the bride or groom do something? But they didn't, and I was mm. just like, yikes! Was he drunk? Uh, I don't think he was that drunk. He sounded coherent. He just didn't sound <laughs> like he on topic. Was yeah, he he sounded like he was just going off. Aww. Like it was his moment to shine <laughs> at his at his daughter or son's wedding. Oh. <laughs> Poor, poor child, but yeah. I mean. Mm. <laughs> yeah. How about for you, Jay? What is one of your oh. worst wedding experiences that you've had? 
I actually couldn't really think of an answer for this one, but I had a random one that just came to mind. And I don't know that it's like the worst wedding, but it's just, it's a memory from a wedding I attended when I was really young that stands out. Um, it was one of my dad's friends that, it was, he was like an uncle to me growing up. And he married, he remarried, and I was very young at this wedding, and it was like a really small wedding. Uh, but it was once again, I think, a Catholic wedding. Mm-hmm. And we were all inside the church, and the bride was um, decked out in like really, really heavy, like gold and all of this stuff. And because the ceremony was so long, and there were candles everywhere, she passed out during <gasps> the ceremony. <laughs> oh, oh my and God. And she didn't like, uh, because it was so small, and we were all just like standing there, the like guests, like we caught her. <laughs> But that's a memory from when I was younger. I was like, oh, I don't like, is this what oh happens at weddings? Like, It was Whoa. just so long and she got faint and she yeah. was like under all that stuff. But wow. um, yeah, I would say weddings, like make sure the bride gets out in one piece. You yeah. Know? yeah. <laughs> like, Make sure she's hydrated. Yeah, make sure she's hydrated. <laughs> Do you guys have any funny, interesting wedding stories to share? I mean, the only one that comes to mind is that my Philip, my husband, went to went with me to my first boyfriend's wedding and his name is Phil. So that was interesting for him. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. End of story. <laughs> Started with the Phil, ended with the Philip. Oh. Two weddings that really stand out to me are ones where they were my cousins. And the reason why they were standout and interesting to me is because these are two times in my life where I was straight up was taking tequila shots with my aunts and uncles and my dad, <laughs> both weddings. Wow. Um, they just, my family are really big and like celebrating and it's like an Asian thing with alcohol, right? But we shoot whiskey, we shoot tequila, all the stuff. And I just, those are just memories where I was like, wow, I am, I'm taking shots like I did in college, but with my aunt and my uncle and my dad and, you know. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds fun. No, I remember when you went to your cousin's wedding, you had a video of your dad dancing. It was the cutest thing yeah. ever. Yeah, I think that's what, it's just like moments where I feel like the type of like socializing mm-hmm. and closeness that I do with get with friends when we go out like clubbing, yeah, like yeah, just yeah. like dancing and drinking. Like I did that with my family. Yeah, and that's a rare thing. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. it's like, I mean, at that time, at that point we had like my niece. So it's like you have everyone from like a two-year-old to like my dad who's like 70 yeah. and mm. they're all like together and kind of in that setting together. So... Uh, yeah, I don't know. How about you, Mel? Dang. I, I think one thing I realized with my family is that my my parents don't drink that much. So I'm always the one getting – I'm the one drinking. <laughs> so I think that's a very interesting dynamic to navigate to. Mm. So we got invited to a wedding of my – like my mom's college friend. And I grew up with the daughter who's getting married. And I would find it really interesting because this is the first time I went to a wedding with my parents. But they put me in a separate table. Mm. And I was and I, so when I saw the table, I looked, I looked at my mom. I'm like, I don't know anyone my table. And I was like getting really nervous. Like my social anxiety or like starting to kick in. So I drank a little too much at the cocktail hour. <laughs> and I mean, I I'm, I'm friended all the Asian guys at that wedding. Just like, yeah. <laughs> For sure, nothing happened. But I got trashed that night though. So my parents had to drive me home. Oh. <laughs> and stop at a stoplight so I could puke on the sidewalk. Oh, oh my gosh. Now when I go to wedding my mom, she always has a plastic bag and a bottle of water in the oh, trunk. So oh, my god. So, I mean, once you know, when your parents do you trash, it's a very different story. So <laughs> I'll never do that again because that was a horrible feeling. But nothing interesting. I just feel like, you know, met people and forgot about it the next day. <laughs> Thank you all for joining us on this episode where we uh, talked about weddings. We know it's popular wedding season. If you have any fun stories to share uh, of weddings you've attended, please leave them in the comments of our Instagram post. If you don't already, please follow us on Spotify, subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, leave us a rating and review, and share this episode with your friends. You can also support us through monthly donations at anchor.fm slash asianbossgirl slash support or get some merch at asianbossgirl.myshopify.com. If you resonate with today's episode, let us know in the comments of our IG post. If you'd like to put faces to our names, you can find us on YouTube where we share vlogs, an audience Q&A segment called GRBG, and much more. Our handle on both platforms is Asian Boss Girl. And we have a couple of shout-outs for today's episode. From Jewel to Schwan in New Orleans, I appreciate you. You are my person. Valerie in Sydney is sending a shout-out to Skye, one of her first friends at uni, whom she loves dearly and is an absolute legend. Thank you for being your goofy, lovely self. Miss you so much. Can't wait to give you a hug, IRL. From Dan V to Sarah in Los Angeles, happy, dirty, 30, and thriving to the BB of our group. Thank you for being such a supportive friend and constant cheerleader in my life. I love you, and I hope you have the most amazing time 
time living out our cloy, crash landing on your dream in Switzerland. If you'd like to send a shout out to a friend, check out our link tree in our link in bio and click on shout outs. And last but not least, thank you to our super talented editor, Michelle, for working all her magic on our episodes, including this one. And with that, we'll catch you all on the next episode. Bye. Bye.